0: Let me ask you a question: Are you on the train? Are you on the incredible Zabe train that has pulled out of the station five zero oh, and one in my first two weeks? Documented right here on the Zabe Cast. Get to my bookie and get an account and start hammering! Come on now, it's winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when you got a little bit of something, something on it. Doesn't have to be a ton of money; could be ten bucks. It's the juice. It's fun thinking, yes, I just won lunch tomorrow at Chipotle. Sometimes you got a gut feeling about a game. You're just like, I got to go with it. If you don't have gut feelings, go with me. I'm hot right now. Regardless of how you play or how you've been betting for years, get with My Bookie. My Bookie is a rock solid place to get your sweet, sweet action on, not just the NFL. But college football now with the SEC coming back, the NBA playoffs headed towards the finals, and, of course, the Stanley Cup and a whole bunch more. Right now they've got a $100,000 super contest for only a $10 entry, and they're giving away five grand in cash prizes every four weeks You'd be crazy not to invest in your sports knowledge with that kind of potential return. Sign up at my bookie. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means if you put in $100, they will give you another 100 to gamble with. It's easy to jumpstart your bankroll this way. NFL, NBA, and MLB, they've got it all on tap, and it's never too late to get started. So let's go. My Bookie, it's winning season now, exclusively at My Bookie. Today on the Cast, the NFL has gone Genghis Khan on coaches wearing masks. As always, the most important question is why? Glenn Yunus, head of the Ed Reed Foundation, joins me to discuss whether Dion is just going to be a celebrity coach at Jackson State plus what he thinks of the Raiders' new digs. All that, plus my thoughts on how to hold a secure, unhackable vote this November. Your high test, not street legal, 30-minute dosage of Pure Zabe is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Wednesday, September 23rd, thousand twenty. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for downloading. Well, well, well. The NFL has gone full Genghis Khan on mask wearing with its coaches. Three more $100,000 fines on Tuesday after a slew of them came down on Monday. Uh, The coaches getting it on Tuesday included Jay Gruden and Sean Payton, the Monday night participants. And it's not enough that they wore the mask. They didn't wear it properly. They had it around their chin. And so the NFL has swooped in and said, this must stop. Hell, Sean Payton, (laughs) Sean Payton has already had COVID. Uh, Kyle Shanahan here, he's just a dick. He doesn't care. But Sean Payton has had COVID. Why does he have to wear a mask? Well, you don't know. He could get it again. Okay, sure, Karen. Whatever. I thought when they said they were going to start finding coaches, I thought it was going to be like, yeah, okay, we'll nick them ten grand here, fifty grand there, start escalating it up. Not like this, and to find the teams as well, somewhat two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, again, these teams are worth billions of dollars, so that's not really a big deal. But it's sending a message. Is it because the coaches? heard the league's edict and said, nah, it doesn't matter. And they're now like, oh, you will, you will bend to the knee of the shield. Or is it something else? I think it might be something else. It's stunning that the aggressiveness that they have gone after these coaches with no guidance, no uniformity, no concern either for coaches and doing what their job is. I mean, I put a mask on on, on radio for just less than 10 minutes and did the show to point out it's not comfortable when you are in the communication business. And these coaches do essentially a three-hour show themselves at high volume talking to a bunch of different people, coordinators, fellow coaches, players, referees, you name it. To do that for three hours with a mask I mean, you're talking about complex play calls. You're talking about saying over and over again things like, uh Red Wright Rocket 42 X Jet Y Tango orbit. And you got to get all that right. It's got to come out real quick. And a little bit of muffling. A little bit of, wait, what? There's so much subtle communication that happens as well vocally that we all are unaware of on a daily basis where you might just say, yeah, no, no, I'll get it later. Like no, I'm going to get it later turns into, no, I'm going to get it later. You can say that real quick. And the person knows exactly what it is. You put a mask on, it starts to become muffled. Wait, what did you say? So, why? Why, why, why? Why, that's the ultimate question. You know, the NHL does not prohibit their coaches from being maskless. They don't wear masks in the NHL. Why? That's interesting. Baseball encourages their managers, and most of them do, although they're not talking about finding any of the guys. Of course, managers in baseball, they're not communicating as much as coaches are in football. They're not, other than just saying, all right, hum babe, hum babe, let's go now. Let's get one in there. And they can go into the dugout. The managers can, and they can pull their mask off a little bit and get a breath and get a drink and spit some seeds and whatever. So, what, who are they appeasing? This clearly is a ritual to appease somebody. I'm not sure who, somebody. And then it dawned on me. First of all, I think it's, of course, it's optics, but it's also more than that. I'm guessing that the NFL is doing this to appease the local authorities, the governors, the mayors, the health officials. Because guess what? They're the ones who hold the key to their business, they're the ones who have them buy the short hairs. This is what I said six months ago, early on in the pandemic. I said, listen, when I I heard the health official in Santa Clara County in Northern California say, I don't envision any sports games for quite some time. I'm like, oh boy, sports games. And that should have sent a chill down the owner's spines if it hasn't already. They have to appease these tin pot dictators to get the fans back in the stadiums. And I think that they are going to this length to say, to prove in a theatrical way, because it is safety theater. I mean, again, Sean Payton had COVID. He doesn't need a mask. He's being tested anyway, three times a week, just like every other tier one personnel in the NFL. But the reason is these local authorities now have the NFL hostage. And guess what? They could say, well, you know, you have a hard time getting your coaches to wear masks. I'm not sure we can even permit you to have any fans or maybe 10% at most. But we're going to have to wait a whole season to see if there's safety in going to these sports games, as that one official said. I think that's what's going on here. It is a extreme play by these NFL owners. Because remember, they're making the owners wear masks as well. I think that certain owners missing games because of COVID, not even positive tests, but just because of contact tracing, like Dan and Tanya Snyder, it's to appeal these tin pot dictators because they, with all their power, with all their money, with all their connections, they can't get past those those little fucking dictators. And they're the ones that hold the key to it. So that's my theory. I'd like to hear your theory the best I've got, but it just seems crazy that they would come down and find these coaches so insanely hard out of the gate. All right, let's talk to my man Glenn G. Unit Eunice. The z Yeah, boy. Hey, y'all. Uh. All I hey, see is all I see is Robert Griffin the Third when I see this cat now.
1: Andre so does look like RG three. Yeah, it does.
0: Ah! All right, my man, we got a lot to talk about today. So how you doing? First and foremost, been a long time.
1: I'm, do- I'm doing great. Uh, one, two, uh, one new toilets in. One, uh, uh, old toilet is out, will be replaced shortly. And then another one will be replaced at the new house. If you remember, I, yeah. When last time we talked
0: the, first yeah. order of business, wife wanted new crappers and you yeah, being so, a husband that wants to keep his wife happy. You're like, okay, new crappers it is.
1: And, and I'm generally the one utilizing said crappers, So I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, powder room has been updated. Hallway bathroom is totally demoed right now. And, uh, yeah, all good.
0: It's all, all good, good in the hood, as we like to yeah. say. Okay, let's uh, let's start with item number one on my list, and that yeah. is, uh, let's see, uh, Vegas item
1: number one should be that you gave me like a ten point, uh, like I, I, I had to do homework.
0: Nah, you know a little bit of homework. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I would have no. walked you. I would have walked you through it if you needed to. But uh, no, you're fine. item, item number one is the Vegas Stadium. <laughs> I asked this question on my Twitter poll today and I said Redskin fans, DMV football fans, seeing what they have, which is an indoor stadium, you can use it for multi-purpose events. It's got a real grass field and it's got a trans sorry, it's got a translucent roof. It's gorgeous. Would it you, is. A, wrap it up, we'll take one of those here in D.C., B, say, eh, kind of like a retractable roof at least, or C, no, football is to be played in the elements. Where
1: somewhere would you between, vote on that? Somewhere between A and B. Uh, I don't, we, don't, we don't need a rocket ship uh, like that, but we do need something where, eh, listen. <laughs> 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 fedex at Raul John sucks so bad zabe you know between you and i we've probably been to every stadium in the league three times no no if you
0: have i have not i've been to a fair amount of them but i do know fedex sucks balls it is consistently and ranked it's, it's the worst the, in the league
1: it's the the worst game forget the stadium for a second overall experience the worst and we don't need to rehash it because everyone knows the worst game day experience in the history of the NFL. It's really just brutal. So they need something new. I don't know if we need that spaceship. I actually, last year was at SoFi in LA when they were doing construction on it, uh, because it's where they shot part of the NFL 100 commercial where the little kid runs the tunnel. I was at that production and that stadium was holy shit. Amazing under construction about a year ago or so. Um, they need a new stadium. It doesn't need to have all the bells and whistles. It needs to have several of them. You know, I think DC is a little bit more of a conservative place than Vegas. That's not a that's not a shocker to anybody. Give us a new stadium. Give us a dome or a retractable roof. Maybe we'll get the Olympics or the World Cup and whenever next time it's around, uh, you can have concerts in and out. They need something. Uh, that stadium sucks, and that location's maybe. The only thing worse than the game day experience might be the actual location of the
0: stadium. Well, that's too. We need the right stadium in the right place. Yeah. And I think in this day and And age, it doesn't
1: need to be a mega thing. Say. It no, doesn't need to be no. 90,000, 70 It's more than it's, enough. It's one hour up the road, go to the fucking Ravens game and just figure out how they do it and just do it similar.
0: It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it shouldn't be that hard. Shouldn't be that hard. Okay, um, item number two. Are you aware of the Katie Nolan, Jason Whitlock battle royale? God damn my voice. <clears throat> battle royale going on right now and the pushback from people like Alex Flanagan. Are you up to speed on that? I can get you up to speed. Basically, Whitlock dropped the bomb by saying, look, the reason there's too many woke sports writers that worship at the feet of otherwise untalented cut yes. in front of the line female broadcasters and they're not a ton but there's some like Katie Nolan who aren't funny aren't good on live she's tv cute. but she she's has gone
1: that she's good enough and that's it
0: the thing that made people i think that that really stirred up the hornets nest is that he wrote she went from bartender to seven figure right tv star and some people that's are like that's
1: not false hey, though that's real
0: i know it's not false and people are like i don't know why you have to degrade being a bartender that you know i was oh, this stop i was that it. That's what they say. People Glenn. are
1: so shut up and get a life. He's not downgrading <laughs> bartenders. He's comparing it to a a 30-job-in-the-world career that is supposed to be held in some reverence, and you're supposed right. to have some credentials and some grit and some crawl through a pile about, of fucking mile of shit to come out clean on the thank other you, end, thank not you. be
0: some. Thank you. All the shit that we did. That, right. In other words, have a bit of a resume. It's not that yeah, she's. Oh, that, oh,
1: yeah. You mean like actually work for it? Sorry. I'm not talking about Kelly Owen. I'm talking about the idea that he can't write that article about people going, oh, you're downgrading bartenders? That's like the theme in Goodwill Hunting when, when Matt Damon's talking to Ben Affleck at the construction site or, or talking to, uh, to, to to Robin Williams and, and the thing, and he's like, you know, what do I want to be a bricklayer? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, my dad was a bricklayer. That's a noble job. But you're built for bigger than that. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, we're not making fun of bartenders. We're just saying that that job is more important than bartending sorry
0: right well God, i hate I, everyone i know <laughs> <laughs> i know here's the thing um damn i just got fired up i don't mind somebody starting as a bartender but you sh- you better show me some stops in between it's when you go from bartender yeah. to fox sports television and then be given an Emmy Emmy award, and then go to ESPN. And then they're like, well, we can't use use you on live TV. This is another thing. Whitlock's column said she can't deliver live TV. He knows this, having worked with her. He knows her rep, and that she chokes when the red light is on. And so now they've got her on online digital for literally a million dollars a year. She does this this internet show for a million dollars a year. And Whitlock's point is, this wouldn't happen if she wasn't cute period.
1: Yeah, I mean, I so a couple of things. I don't begrudge I I go, you know, our you're still a colleague in my former doc Walker. is like I don't begrudge anybody getting money because if there's money out there for them, that means there's money out there for me. So, from that ah, standpoint, ah, I
0: don't be, but guess what? Those jobs aren't we we don't go from bartender as a dude. No. To a million dollar. No, we
1: have to work at every single thing in the world times a thousand to get there.
0: And 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 truthfully, when it comes to television, it doesn't matter how good or how much we work. That's right. Television is the land of beautiful people, as you and I know. And that's just a fact.
1: You can put you and I in any studio, TV, radio, anytime, anywhere, period, and we'll kill it. But we're ugly. Yes. That's
0: it. Right, and that's a <laughs> just, being being ugly and being bald is a disqualifying factor, really, from being on TV. There's very yeah. few genuinely like Paul Feinbaum is the one exception of an yeah. ugly, <laughs> ugly dude who is and on. And it's because he
1: cornered the market. But you know, the Katie Nolan thing's interesting. So, like. Again, like I don't have the venom that you do for Katie Nolan going from bartender to million dollars. I don't have Venom person on Yes. I don't have Venom.
0: I just I'm like, she has no resume. She has no background. She didn't pay her dues. I don't care where she started. Show me some intermediate steps. The same thing with Sarah Spain. Sarah Spain went from internet blogger who once auctioned off a date with her as a Bear fan to go to a game, and now she's like on TV. Where are the interim steps? Where's the qualifications? Where's the grind? Where's the hustle? Shut the fuck up. We all know you're pretty, you're pretty. They go to the front of the line. That's what Whitluck's column was about. totally
1: and and that's my thing is like I don't begrudge them for having that gig, but if someone's gonna call them out for sort of jumping the line and I mean jumping at times a thousand, then that's got to be safe too. Yeah that's got if if you can cut the line because you're and by the way, Early on in Katie Nolan's career, she was cute enough and cheeky. And OK, I could see a little bit there.
0: She's not funny. No, I, I know yeah. what funny looks like. Uh, it it makes me yeah. laugh. And there are women that are funny as fuck. She's not funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, it's interesting because Whitlock is just going scorched which earth. Alex, because, Flanagan, well, Alex, Alex Flanagan, Flanagan
1: used to be hot, not so much anymore, oh. but it's father time.
0: I know. Was she's, she your number one
1: overall pick back in the day?
0: As a middle-aged woman? Yeah, she was a fucking slow show. Think Shannon, I she's think got Shannon, model I mean, she's, qualities. But here's no, no, the thing. No, no, she's hot.
1: Shannon, Spake's, Shannon Spake to me. She's cute. Before and after twins, great.
0: <laughs> uh, but, Both. of course, we have to respect these women for their reporting skills and their hard work. But that's we not we're talking appreciate. about.
1: We're talking about their looks right now.
0: I know we are. I am. I, Alex Flanagan, to me, has model qualities. She is stunningly beautiful. And Agreed. I don't know if she's working still or not. She, I think
1: she's doing Doesn't, – isn't she still doing Notre Dame football on NBC? or? Because uh, I think Lee and McHugham's doing studio – I think she's still doing NBC, Notre Dame football, but I could be wrong.
0: I guess she still works for the NFL Network. She's 47 years old, born in Son- no, Son- Sonota, Arizona, six foot tall. Mm. Hey, tall now. drink of water. Hey, now. Anyway. Yes. So, yeah, apparently Whitlock back in the day criticized her for not asking a – question about what happened in the Seahawk game as the sideline reporter yeah and called her sideline Barbie
1: oh uh, well you know what get in line we get those emails well, well I'm not on the air anymore but we got those emails and yeah. calls and texts every day bashing us I know that's part of the gig. Yeah, if you're an, gonna be a public figure you gotta eat shit
0: yeah <laughs> take take the elbows and keep on marching right when you're up on a high pedestal you get a lot of rocks and garbage thrown at you yes the, the, the view is the best though and it's the penthouse so it's, it's the best place to
1: exactly. be. exactly a hundred percent. You know what I'd say to people? You're calling my show, not the other way around. Thank you for the <laughs> phone call. You know, like, goodbye. Right. And, and, and and the other thing is just in general, Zabe, like, we're so, so soft, as you would soft. say. I mean, it's just such weak sauce just from everybody. Just listen, tighten up a little bit, people. It's not <laughs> that
0: serious, okay? Let me ask you a question. Are you on the train? Are you on the incredible Zabe train that has pulled out of the station 50 and 1 in my first 2 weeks documented right here on the Zabecast. Get to my bookie and get an account and start hammering. Come on now, it's winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me a game is 10 times more exciting when you got a little bit of something something on it. Doesn't have to be a ton of money, could be 10 bucks. It's the juice. It's fun thinking, yes, I just won lunch tomorrow at Chipotle. Sometimes you got a gut feeling about a game. You're just like I gotta go with it. If you don't have gut feelings, go with me. I'm hot right now. Regardless of how you play or how you've been betting for years, get with my bookie. My Bookie is a rock solid place to get your sweet, sweet action on not just the NFL, but college football now with the SEC coming back, the NBA playoffs headed towards the finals, and of course the Stanley Cup and a whole bunch more. Right now they've got a hundred thousand dollar super contest for only a ten dollar entry, and they're giving away five grand in cash prizes every year. For weeks, you'd be crazy not to invest in your sports knowledge with that kind of potential return. Sign up at my bookie. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means if you put in $100, they will give you another 100 to gamble with. It's easy to jumpstart your bankroll this way. NFL, NBA, and MLB—they've got it all on tap, and it's never too late to get started. So let's go, my bookie—it's winning season now, exclusively at my bookie. All right, item um, number item number three with you: uh, Deion yeah, Sanders it. named as the new coach at Jackson State. Will he yeah. be a celebrity coach? Your guy? Yes. I don't want to call him your client, although I guess he kind of is your client, Ed Reed. The Ed Reed Foundation, he is an assistant coach with The U, whose turnover chain, by the way.
1: Chief of staff.
0: Chief of staff. Whatever. He's on the sideline. I know that.
1: It's different. Well, I did the deal, so I know.
0: I know. Uh, I know. (laughs) And by the way, hold on. Time out. I got a 20. Hold on. Hold on. 20 second time out here. Hey, listeners. Glenn is a new character. Glenn is a new. (laughs) Glenn is a (laughs) new character on the show. You don't know him yet. You hear him say these things and you email me going, this fucking guy, fucking name dropping YouTube. this, I don't like him. Let me remind you, dear listeners, you said the same thing about Ron Thomas. You have come around on Ron Thomas. You've gotten to know him fully and you appreciate yeah. him. Same thing's going to happen here. Just trust Zabe. When I vouch for somebody, and I bring him on. There's a reason for it. Okay, so you did the deal. He's but chief I'm of not, staff.
1: Can I just say something? I'm not, even, I'm not even bragging. I'm sandbagging. I'm not even telling you 85% of the little world that I have here. You know? I know. That's not going to help, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that's going to help. God, God,
0: <laughs> God damn it, Glenn. It's all that work. All that heavy lifting <laughs> is gone in a second. It's <laughs> a
1: joke, people.
0: I right. Sorry. I know. Okay. So, so anyway, so is Dion yeah. going to be more than just a celebrity coach? He made quite the splash with his introduction. Yeah.
1: So Dion, I, you know, I know Dion a little bit through through Ed and, and we've coached in the Under Armour All-American game a couple years together with Dion. And I know a lot of his coaches.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, uh, Dion, we, whoa, whoa. We've coached.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, the last three years I've been sort of the director of ops with Ed for our team with the Under Armour All-American. Do game I have in, to call in, you, uh, Glenn, coach? You have to call me coach. That's incorrect.
0: Okay. So although, you need although to say, you I need to wear say, coaching pants uh, yeah. and
1: have a clipboard. And people call me coach. And I pants, call them coach.
0: Coaching pants straining at the seam, I might add. Can I,
1: I asked for a bigger size, cut it out. <laughs> uh, they, can I tell you, there's nothing more uh, sexy is not the right word because everyone's too macho. They're going to think that's like, you know, weird, but there's nothing cooler than you don't have to know anybody's name because everyone's, you're on a football field, everyone's coach. Hey, coach. Yep. Coach, hey, hey, coach. hey coach. coach, 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 yeah. coach, it's awesome. Uh, so Dion, you know, Dion has his own uh, full fledged like school and camp and all these different things going on in Texas. So I he think really he
0: had that. I think it' he did. closed because yeah, of like violations yes. and shit. But that's all, fine. All that. I will he be? My point is, is he does enjoy
1: shepherding young men. To a bright future via football, and that's not bullshit. It sounded really good, but he does enjoy that. It's his thing, okay. and so certainly with the personality the way he is, he's going to be some sort of a celebrity coach. He will get his hands dirty, not as much as some, but at that level, not at Jackson State, but at Alabama SEC. A lot of these guys are figureheads, and they're you know, as Mac Brown, this is the best. I'm interviewing Mac Brown at a media day. God, I don't know ten years ago when I was at Sirius XM. Well, you know Glenn, this is how we do it around here in Texas. I coach the coaches, coaches coach the players. That's kind of how we do it around here in Texas. So, <laughs> that's
0: He's like, that's, I coach the I coach the coaches, the coaches who, coach the players. Yes.
1: I coach the coaches, coaches, coach the players. That's how we do it around here down in Texas. Uh, so
0: <laughs> isn't that I, true at most that. isn't that true at most major battleship programs in it's college the, football? It, the it's big the ones the most
1: <clears throat> succinct, accurate statement any coach yeah. has probably given to anyone. Yeah. Um and so I think Dion's gonna do that. You know, he's gonna coach the coaches and coach the players.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. item number five. Have you seen have you seen New York City's proposal for dining outdoors in winter? They've got these curbside bubbles made of plastic yeah. and they think that that might be the solution to dining outside. I ask you a man who so, like me enjoys dining and being out with friends. There's
1: nothing it, more it, god I love you.
0: Is there is there, there even is there even any fucking point in going out to dinner and to sit outside in a bubble? Uh, pretending like it's not freezing cold still in January?
1: Only because you vouched for me to your fans and I want to disappoint them, I'm going to tell the story this way. So for a couple years, I was part of Inside the NFL on Showtime with Boomer and Phil Simms and Ed Reed (laughs) and Brandon Marshall and those guys because Ed was on the show and and I, I produced him for that show and would go up every week. So I spent a lot of time in the winter in New York is the point. And in most of the restaurants down in Midtown that we would go to for dinner on either Monday night or if we would
0: stay. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need
1: Indeed. They Tuesday after taping the show in the afternoon, they'd all have those screened-in plastic vestibules, if you will, as you walk into the restaurant. Right. So that that little plastic bubble world to walk into a restaurant to keep the heat in is fairly common. They're just taking that same model of, wrapping their front door or their little entrance so that people can stand there and wait for a cab right. or wait for an Uber. Right. They've taken that and just extended it. Yeah, but, so the okay, idea okay, of a okay, little okay, plastic okay, bubble okay, okay. okay.
0: is not – Let me no, interrupt. No, I
1: not enjoy eating in a bubble outside. Let me interrupt.
0: you got to see the photos yeah. if you haven't seen it. I should have sent you a link. I have not. Okay. These the are problem. like plastic – I have the these are, like, these are like plastic igloos that are all the way out curbside. Because of these COVID regulations, and I'm saying yeah. to myself, yeah, I get it, that you're standing waiting for your Uber inside the little plastic bubble. You've already got your coat on, and you can be standing there for five, ten minutes max. You're not going to be sitting there in a plastic bubble all the way out on the street, getting splashed by cars in the fucking rain, and saying <laughs> yeah. to yourself, oh, I'm perfectly comfortable, and I'm enjoying dining out here. No,
1: you I won't. I
0: can't believe anybody would say, yeah, sign me up for that. I would just no, I say agree. this sucks. Uh, it looks like more Swanson's dinner for me. And guess take what? Out, when you're <laughs> right or take in call me when New York's open again. I'll hunker down for another 6 months. No way I would with I that. do that. You must have some... you must have some you out. must have had some amazing fucking dinners. Holy shit. Yeah? Oh uh,
1: yeah, I mean great dinners. Great dinners. Uh, but I but to your point, that doesn't seem appealing to me. I want to Okay. I want to be able to go eat in a restaurant right now. I don't feel comfortable. I feel we were at, I belong to a country club, at my country club that I belong to. I took my wife and my in-laws and stuff, and we ate outside the other night. But Saturday night, we thought it might be a little chilly here in Maryland. It wasn't. It was beautiful. But there was nobody in the dining room because we went early because I have a baby. She, my wife, was like, we're absolutely 100% not eating inside. I'm like, there's nobody in here. She's like, nope. So I'm still on level 10. Dave, I'm still on level 10.
0: Now, is it I mean, you or not, is we, it your lovely, is it you or is it your lovely wife?
1: Yeah. Yes. Number two. Okay. Uh, it's your wife. Number, All number right. Two, so your wife's yeah, not, yeah.
0: you know, your wife has a newborn baby. I, I can understand the fear and the trepidation and it is just dinner. It's going to take some time. <laughs> she goes
1: to work every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does she bring the baby to work? With her? <laughs> no, the
1: baby goes to school.
0: Right. The baby's going to be fine. Luckily. Yeah. Luckily. Luckily, Glenn. This yeah, virus babies don't yeah I know. this virus doesn't target babies there are lots Can of viruses we, and flus and other illnesses that target the young and yeah, it's terrible it's unthinkable kids die of that all the time thankfully this one doesn't yet this one has freaked out people more than anything ever in our history which is nuts. well you
1: know why it's because oh I it didn't know lots come of from a bat it didn't come from a bat in a wet market right someone started. <laughs>
0: Oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Someone's
1: homebrew got a little bit wonky and whoever was in charge in babysitting wasn't paying attention. Whoever was in charge of that. I mean, you know, get out of here.
0: Yeah, well, we'll 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 see the the tale of where a this thing in a wet market. The, ta- word, the, I know, the world,
1: okay, cool. The, the tale of go.
0: where this thing came from and the who and the why. That's going to be a longer story. It'll come out eventually, and it'll probably oh, be a doozy come out
1: when we're probably dead.
0: Yeah, we'll see about that. Have you seen uh, the next item? Is the Red Tails uniforms for Air Force that they're going to wear to not only honor the Tuskegee? Oh, I thought
1: that was a joke for the Redskins.
0: Oh, you need to Google this. I'm going to play you the video right now. I'm on it. Okay. Red Tails, what am I Googling, Dave? Air Force Red Tails. Take a listen to this it hype video. Fact that uh, Back in World War II, we had an all-Negro fighter group. That I- This is one of the uh, black generals that commanded the uh, Tuskegee Airmen who fought the P-51s with the distinctive mm-hmm. Red Tails. And they were called the black or the red Tails. I One of yep. my German friends he used to say, when he saw us coming, he thought it was red tail, and he would call over the radio, "Here come the blackbirds! Let's get the hell out of here." <laughs> That's great. Here come the blackbirds. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> wanted to be treated as men. That's it. That was our objective, and to make sure that we received the opportunity to perform at the level that we felt. Cool. When I went to flying school, people said, "So these uniforms oh, are so yeah, fire." So fire, if you ask me, because they got all the military insignias and the little nice, things you know, on there. It like and understand it and understand I love it, understand man. We I love it, too. The of... only thing I would say is it's
1: there's maybe I, I'm a very plain and simple. So I think it's, a bit we too,
0: it's a bit too fancy.
1: It's, it's it tries too hard. Too, oh, it like is the shoulders. I don't need the yellow bars on the shoulders. I know. You but, know, like. I, but for one going. time,
0: for one time. As a one-off. This is
1: why you trick it out, yeah.
0: That's going to be great. Uh, Air Force is playing a two-game season. You know that, right? What
1: Good. about your boys that played a one-game season just for the quarterback to get a to, to get a little long toss in?
0: Uh, what oh, that? yeah. Who, <laughs> who, <laughs> who <was that laughs> I mean, it's cr- – uh, North, North, North Dakota State.
1: That's Carson right. Wentz is on wrong. the water. They're like, yeah, can we're going to get him one. Yeah? Can I follow my sword here to your audience? Yeah, sure. I was – I was I – was, I was wrong. I didn't About? think they'd be playing. I didn't think they'd be playing college football this year.
0: A lot of people, and did. I'm
1: glad they are. And I was, I know, but you know, I had for what I thought was you know good relevant information. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I didn't think we'd play, and I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I didn't think the, N- the NFL was a solid 50 50 in my book, and I, I think I was on your show saying that. Uh, and we didn't get our normal NFL marketing dollars released from bigger brands until like four weeks ago because they were on shore yeah that's that's and i'll just you know that's verizon that's snickers that's head and shoulders um i mean big big brands weren't really we were on hold everything was on hold the normal stuff that we do on a yearly basis
0: um well it's happening i mean the league is off to. and i love it i know it's good the league is off to a good start it's gonna i need you on this one yeah
1: why are there fans in Dallas and no fans in Houston and they're three fucking miles, three hours apart? I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: Politics. Houston's way more liberal. Although is that Dallas right? Although Dallas, Dallas is pretty liberal at its core. It's very African American. It votes Democratic. But Fort Worth is way more yeah. conservative and Jerry's kind of in between in Arlington. And Jerry carries a lot of sway and the whole state is That's obviously right. a lot more red. But no, I, it all comes down to the politics of it. The, the one thing you cannot deny about this whole virus is that our politics have, have riddled every decision to the core with what we're doing and how we're doing it's
1: it. It's too extreme on both sides. It's crazy town. Can we can we get to some sort of middle ground here a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. No, we're going to. In general.
0: It's, it's so crazy. Wait till after the election. Wait till after the election. <sighs> what, what, I'm telling you. Either way, if Biden Biden wins, they're not going to keep crippling the economy. They're going to want to give him a good economy that is up and running by the time he takes office. So they're going to start easing up on things. And if Trump wins, then there's going to be a freak out, obviously. But I think there'll be a certain amount of resignation. And I think Trump will have the bully pulpit. To really swoop in and say, all right, enough of this nonsense. we got to open the fucking country up. I've got the mandate. I won re-election. Bing, bang, boom. Either way, it's coming to a head after November 4th. So hang in. 45 more days before it starts getting really better.
1: This is a quick one. This is a real quick question. Why is it such a radical thought that regardless of politics for a second, that it seemed like this virus, regardless of how it was hatched, attacked the elderly and the weak and most everyone else seems to be able to digest it, and it keeps it moving. We don't know the long-term effects and all that stuff, but why is that such a radical, evil thought?
0: (laughs) Because a lot of politicians have... That seems
1: very logical in exactly what's happening.
0: Glenn, because a lot of politicians have invested their whole narrative into what we did and what we're doing to mitigate this virus is worth it. The economic pain, the financial pain, that the 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 erosion of civil liberties it was worth it if they just say hey you know what we now know this thing is kind of a pussy of a virus, and we can handle it, yeah. and we got to go back to normal. Then everyone's going to be like, why the fuck do we do this? Why is my restaurant closed now? How come I'm out of a right. job? How come my kids are at home, and I'm losing – I'm going crazy trying to teach That's them right. while doing all this stuff. So there's too much invested. It is akin to Costanza when he lied yeah. on Seinfeld about having two horses on the Not tip of lie. Long Island <laughs> right, <laughs> <unless> called <laughs> Prickly Pete and Snoopy. He ended up getting in the car. <laughs> And driving to the tip of long island <laughs> that's what we're doing right now as a country all right final item and then we'll go here this has been a good dude, run dude, so far real, i'm
1: sorry real i know you want you're flying with me uh, to be fair i am playing it way safer than sorry because of my situation and my it's family and things fine God we can, but that, i have a lot of friends and business owners that and restaurant owners that do very well that are getting crushed city usa and they want to do the right safe thing and they're not even allowed to do the bare minimum, and it sucks. Anyway, next thing. Sorry.
0: Yes. Okay. Having said that, uh, giant fucking robot. Have you seen what, <laughs> what? they are building in Japan?
1: Uh, no, I'm. I'm I, I did. I did. I took your notes, and I did nothing with them. That's fine. Giant robot in Japan. Yes. I always like when you when you help us along here. Anyway.
0: Okay. I'm like, uh, giant, did did oh you ever my God. watch? Did you it's ever? Voltron. This is my jam. <laughs> did you? Yes. Did you ever watch? You know these cartoons as kids. I Transformers. This, what are you talking this about? Is, this, this is this is this is Gundam a Gundam robot in Yokohama, Japan. It I is. Had this toy. It it's a hundred feet tall, and it's a real robot. It's a biped, and it's able to move its leg. They allowed the robot for the first time to just stretch one. its. <laughs> <laughs> to stretch its legs and just kind of, you know, move out from its scaffolding oh my like my like life. a half a step. They're building this thing for real. Yes. And as I like to say about whether it's this or the uh, robot dogs that Boston uh, Dynamics puts out videos of from time to time, Glenn, yes. this is the worst hundred foot robot we will ever have that's right they're only going to get
1: better and more smarter and slicker and faster and their joints are going to work better i can't wait i can't wait i hope that you know how i hope i go i hope that i'm driving down 95 and this thing steps on my car and that's it. I'm like, you know what? We they did it. That's
0: exactly. It. I can't wait until these giant robots are forced to uh, announce their pronouns and reject cisgender norms and to accept people as as transsexual me beings. And they, and, yeah. Oh, exactly. It'll come to them as well.
1: Compute, you know, they'll be like, doesn't compute. Doesn't uh, compute.
0: All right. Last did ad. I, last did, did ad. I watch Transformers? All right. You got that?
1: Kidding me? Of course. I'm the got, hugest nerd. All
0: right. You've got the quarter for the jukebox. You have something about Danny Belt. Ba- ba- Balon, Balon, who had so you, the, the real Danny Noonan, Michael O'Keefe, caddy that's for him my, in a practice round at at uh, he, Wingfoot.
1: Danny Balin's from Rockville, Maryland. He is my very best friend in the whole world since the sixth grades. Middle brother, Danny's like my little brother. Oh my god! I, I grew up with Danny Balon. I you know Danny Balon through me,
0: sort of. I don't know, but him. I mean, I've never I've, met him, that, but that's awesome. But that he knows his. you. He knows I worked for you. What? I, yeah, well, we got to get him on babe. my show then. No offense. We got to get him on the podcast grew, you to know, talk we, about Okay, what?
1: He he you he grew up in Rockville, Maryland. He went to Rockville High School with me. I've known Danny my entire <laughs> life since he was 7 years old. His very his he's the middle of three boys. His oldest brother has been my best friend since the sixth grade. Is the best man at my wedding. I literally his parents, Danny Bale's parents were at my house.
0: Wow. 2 weeks ago. The, okay, he's, he's, all right, you've established uh, your bona fides on Danny Bailin. Can you tell me more yeah. about his ability to get the real yeah. Danny Noonan, who did once caddy at yep. Westchester, to caddy for him at the U.S. Open so during a practice round? The whole
1: story is this. This was Danny's eighth major. He is a club pro. He, um, he's played in seven PGA championships. This was his first U.S. Open. Last year he finished third. He's basically like the second or third best club pro in the country. He's the head pro at Fresh Meadow, a Jewish club on Long Island. He was at Westchester Fresh for the last few years. Meadow. Fresh. Yeah. Fresh. Um, he was at Westchester Country Club for for a, a good bit of years. Before that, Dale went to Penn State. He's a Michael Breed disciple. So Noonan puts this thing out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever the hell it was that he wanted to, to get a loop. And Breed's like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. He goes, all right, let's see if Danny will do it. And Danny's like, dude, I'm trying to make the cut here like – I've played Wingfoot foot like 50 times. I live 10 minutes from there. Like I'm really trying to make the cut at my first open. And breed's like, all right, well, well how, how do you want to do it? And Dan- Danny, Danny goes, you know, maybe we'll do it for the practice rounds. And Noonan's like, I'll do it. So uh, breed brokered the deal. Danny said he'd do it. Nickelode light came in and dropped a few bucks on both of them. And uh, they had a hell of a little media run on Monday and Tuesday. And it was awesome. Danny shot a 73 in his opening round on Thursday. Did not make the cut on Friday was, was one under the line. Uh, was inside the inside the projected cut line by a stroke with fourteen hole uh, through fourteen and then he blew up. So, but uh, he it was a great story and I, I wanted to tell you because I heard you talk about it on a prior I, podcast. All right, more yeah.
0: more to come on this. And could you arrange to have?
1: Yeah, I got him on the PGA Tour radio. McGinnis texted me and said, McGinnis this is a you know good friend of mine We used to work together. And he's like, yo, can you get Danny on because Danny's been on a few times them. You know what? And so j- yeah, for you know sure. What,
0: you know what, Glenn? You're the man. I am not leveraging you enough. Thank you for that nugget of You're info. Not. And I know, and I'm going to leverage you more, but that's a fucking awesome story. And just to yeah. see the Danny Noonan wearing a Caddyshack hat vintage at the U.S. Open was priceless. I loved it.
1: Dave, I played caves again yesterday. And? I played terrible.
0: Nobody cares.
1: I mean, I not Nobody gives a death. shit.
0: Trust me, our listeners, my listeners hate you still, but they're going to love you. That's the thing. I'm just going to I'm gonna wear them down, all right? I love you. That's I'm all sorry. that matters. And you gave me good shit today. I love that. All right, buddy. We'll talk Thank to you next you, week, David. all right?
1: Hey, you know what? We're
0: what? here for a good time, not a long time. Get <laughs> off a, my phone. <laughs> Thank you, Z, buddy. All right, we'll end on this. Voting. Voting, I think, should be three things. One, simple. Two, efficient. Three, unhackable in today's digital age. And we are headed down a road of absolute fucking anarchy on election day for years to come. If these slew of bad ideas don't stop dead in their tracks. Mail-in voting, I don't give a shit what you say. You, I don't give a shit how many links to how many stories, probably from NPR, that say mail in voting is perfectly safe and fraud is way overblown. Fuck you. Fuck that. No way. Doesn't pass the sniff test. Not in a million years. Not for me. This is going to be a real test this fall to see whether or not this election is at all believable by either side and done before Christmas. That's how bad I'm expecting it to be. And I think that mail-in voting is the worst idea since basically the next bad idea to come along, which will probably be internet voting, which will then turn into predictive voting. Like, well, you know, we noticed from your buying habits and your internet browsing and the and the GPS tracking of where you go on a daily and we we, we don't worry. We already voted for you. We, we know who you would have voted for. Don't worry. Predictive voting is more accurate. It's more accurate than real voting. Don't worry. You think you wanted to vote Democrat, but you didn't. You voted Republican. You think you wanted to vote Republican, but you didn't. You're a Democrat. We can tell. We've got the data. Oh, yeah. You're going to laugh. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, Zabe. Yeah. So that'll end up into just, well, being no more voting the way. It's going to go if, again, we don't stop ball, stop ball, stop ball, stop fucking ball on all of this. Are you kidding me? To me, in a perfect world, voting would be sort of hard, sort of hard, not really hard. It would be kind of hard. And there's a reason why I believe it should be sort of hard. Because the lazy and the stupid and the gullible should not be voting. Oh, there, I said it. Didn't that feel good? Isn't that the truth? Don't you believe that as well as somebody who's not lazy, stupid, or gullible? Well, maybe you're a little bit gullible. That's, you know. But the stupid and the lazy should not be voting. And the notion that we got to encourage them to vote, and better yet, send them a ballot and then go harvest it for them, is fucking insane. But I know why one party is gung-ho to do just that. Because they think they've got the dumber and the more gullible voters. We'll see about that. <clears throat> anyway, here's what I think. The notion that everybody should vote is absurd. Not that, note I didn't say the notion that everybody should be allowed to vote is absurd. I didn't say that. The notion that everybody should vote is absurd. Of course, everybody of legal voting age should be allowed to vote. As far as felons being allowed to vote and getting their vote back, honestly, I'm kind of agnostic on that. Let's put that aside for the moment. But this whole thing about, well, you know, boo-hoo, I work and I can't get the day off, bullshit, call in sick. Or, oh, you know, old Nana, she's 90, can't get out of the nursing home to go vote. You're going to disenfranchise her? Guess what? Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Old Nana's at the end of a relevant portion of society. And she's in the taking portion of society anyhow. I will say that about my own parents when they themselves can't get out of the house to go vote. And I'll say it about myself when I can't get out of the house to go vote. Sorry, not sorry. I know that sounds harsh, but not truly how I believe. My system would be like it is in Iraq. You show up in person. You vote with a paper ballot. You have all the parties watching over the precinct like hawks to make sure, okay, there's no funny business. Everybody gets a big purple splotch of ink on their hand that lasts at least three days, so you can't vote more than once. You've got to prove you live in that voting precinct. You count the votes, and you call a winner that night, hopefully before midnight. Shouldn't be that hard. The only exception would be the military. The military, because they're out serving the country, defending the country, deserves, obviously, I think, to vote. And they can't just say, okay, hold hold my rifle. I'm going to go fly back to the states and vote. The military is different. But guess what? The military can figure out their own way to do their own votes in person on their military bases and forward the votes back to the states. I would trust the military to do that. I mean, if you can't trust them to fight our wars, how can you trust them not? Why not trust them to run their own votes? <clears throat> but other other people go, well, but I need a mail-in ballot because I'm traveling, or I'm an expatriate, or I'm caring for a loved one in another country. Guess what? Too bad, don't care, change your plans, better luck next election. Seriously, sorry, not sorry. We need an unhackable, simple, efficient vote. Period. End of story. Otherwise, it'll be mayhem. But of course we're stampeding in the other direction. We're introducing all kinds of stuff. There are several court decisions that said, "Oh yeah, the deadline for mail-in ballots, that's not a deadline. They don't have to receive they don't have to be received by November 3rd, the day before the election." No. We'll give you nine more days. Well, you just set a new deadline. How can that even be constitutional? We'll see if it gets challenged and struck down, but the notion is crazy. If you're going to extend the deadline arbitrarily to get votes in by mail, then there is just another deadline. Why have any deadlines? It's it's. Am I yelling? I'm not yelling. I'm losing my voice. Obviously, I'm not even yelling. Anyway, when this all goes to shit, and you realize, yeah, you know, Zabe might have been a little bit right about that. This was not a good idea. None of this. Then you can come back to me, and you can apologize later, or not at all. You can say I was right. Many people don't like to do that, but whatever. I'll just have to sit here and be right without you saying, God darn it, Zabe, you were right. About that. All right, that is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Tell a couple friends if you know they like having good things to listen to on a daily basis that are insightful, sometimes off the mark you might think, engaging, worthy of thought and discussion, funny, informative—all these things you want in your ears on a daily basis. Not earwax. You want me, the Zabe, in your ears. Tell a couple friends and spread the word and let's grow this podcast and make it huge thank you for listening have yourself a great wednesday and we will see you next time Let me ask you a question. Are you on the train? Are you on the incredible Zabe train that has pulled out of the station? 5-0-1 oh, in my first two weeks, documented right here on the Zabe Cast? Get to my bookie and get an account and start hammering. Come on now. It's winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when you got a little bit of something, something on it. Doesn't have to be a ton of money. Could be 10 bucks. It's the juice it's fun thinking, yes I just won lunch tomorrow at Chipotle sometimes you got a gut feeling about a game you're just like I gotta go with it if you don't have gut feelings go with me I'm hot right now regardless of how you play or how you've been betting for years get with my bookie my bookie is a rock solid place to get your sweet sweet action on not just the NFL but But college football now with the SEC coming back, the NBA playoffs headed towards the finals, and of course the Stanley Cup and a whole bunch more. Right now they've got a $100,000 super contest for only a $10 entry, and they're giving away five grand in cash prizes every for weeks. You'd be crazy not to invest in your sports knowledge with that kind of potential return. Sign up at my bookie. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means if you put in $100, they will give you another 100 to gamble with. It's easy to jumpstart your bankroll this way. NFL, NBA, and MLB, they've got it all on tap, and it's never too late to get started. So let's go. My Bookie, it's winning season now exclusively at My Bookie.